Is it weird that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers gets more people to come to their games than the Winnipeg Jets do? With, and it's not even close. Like the Blue Bombers get thirty thousand people, and the Jets get eleven. And it's really like it's a different sport. I get it, but like you know, Winnipeg gets cold. Yeah, but the Blue Bombers are more of like they're they're more entrenched. I know the Jets were there in the seven like the eighties and stuff, but like the Blue Bombers have been there longer and they're kind of entrenched into the city. So I kind of get it, but like it like it was I don't know, I feel like it's because the Jets were assumed to be shitty this year. So I wonder if that's why their attendance numbers are so low this year, right? Like when you saw them, you know, buy up Blake Wheeler, then trade Pierre-Luc Dubois, and then with all the Hellebuck, you know, rumors, like, it seemed like, oh, they're going to suck for a while. So maybe that's why, you know, not a lot of season tickets were being sold, and, you know, people just weren't as interested in the team anymore. Well, okay, I can answer that one. First, one, first things first, like, Jets tickets have been expensive. Like, as a whole, hockey is expensive. I think Jets tickets probably come about seventy Canadian dollars, and then you spend what sixteen bucks for a drink there. You might get some popcorn. That's what eight nine bucks. You know, it's expensive. Like you're spending what maybe, including parking and everything, eighty ninety dollars a person, hundred dollars a person easily. Jet, Blue Bomb tickets are thirty three dollars to get in. Like, I could sit, I'm looking at Ticketmaster right now. You can get, like, lower bowl seats for $49.50. Oh, $22 you're willing to sit at the end. Okay, no, it's $49.50. Yeah, $49.50. Like, it's it's more affordable. I think my question is, I'm wondering, does hockey in Canada have an affordability problem? Well, I wonder if it's a, it, it might be a Winnipeg problem. I mean, the reason why the original Jets moved to Arizona or Phoenix was because, you know, they just didn't have the attendance. They just didn't have the revenue to support a team. And, you know, when they came back, when the, you know, when the Thrashers moved to the uh, Winnipeg, at least they were like, you know, you get the first beginning like excitement. So that's why that drove up ticket sales. And then the team was, you know, a playoff contender. Like they were maybe like a, they always made the playoffs, you know, second round wasn't, it was like a 50-50 and, you know, every once in a while they could potentially hit the conference finals, but given where they're at right now, like, maybe this team isn't as exciting. And I mean, like, the Blue Bombers are, what, tied for first probably in the CFL right now, so, like, that's probably more exciting than, you know, watching the Jets play, you know, their beginning games of the season in October. Like, I wonder, you know, after the Grey Cup in about, what, I think it's in four weeks' time, like, maybe we'll see the ticket sales come back up because, you know, maybe there's not, like, a competing sporting team in Winnipeg. Like, it'll just be the Jets. Maybe if you want to include the ice as well, fine. But I, I, I wonder if th- these are just beginning, like, season numbers, right? Like, like I'm pretty sure they sold out, like, opening night at least, right? Like, it's not like this is something that's going to be long-lasting, I think. I, I'm hoping it's just, you know, just like a a one-off, right? Like, this is not going to be a common trend. FYI, the Winnipeg Ice are not a thing anymore. 
Where did they move to this time? Somewhere in the States. I don't remember where. But I think the question comes down, like, besides besides the Ottawa Senators, is there an affordable NHL ticket in Canada anymore? I don't know. Like, it, like what is, like, I'm sure they've done stuff. Like, what, what's, like, the average ticket price? Or, like, I'm sure, like, if you compare, like, all 32 teams, what's the average or lowest ticket price for a seat per, like, team like i think i'm sure it's somewhere out there maybe something that we can look up eventually but like i i do think with canadian like sports teams right that the prices are quite high because you know there is a demand for it or like there, there's interest in it at least right but unfortunately it's kind of gone to the stage where it's like it's only the more wealthy individuals can enjoy hockey right just you know in terms of the sports itself like playing the sport right and now kind of watching and being a fan of the sport it's getting more and more expensive too so i don't know i I feel like there must be like a a list of like most expensive or cheapest tickets in the nhl or something like that well i mean yes and i think as a whole it only makes our country weaker as a hockey country and what i mean by that is that when you can't afford to watch the game live you kind of don't fall in love with the game as much right and then what i'm thinking about is like longer term is like the kids don't get involved in the game and then you lose out on talents you know what i mean like kids don't even know hey i want to play hockey and you don't find out those talents because they never play right yeah and like i mean i, I get people who say oh yeah you can watch hockey on tv or you can listen to hockey on the radio right but like it, it's not the same anymore right like you like i think i, I want to say almost every single hockey player has been to an nhl game before i think there was a case i can't remember which sport but i remember hearing somewhere that there was like one professional player that had never been to like an actual like oh i think it was baseball like there's an actual guy who's never actually been to an mlb game and played his first his first ever game like MLB game was his first time ever in like a uh, MLB stadium or something like that. But like in the NHL, I think like if you ask every single player, they can be like sometime in their early youth, they've been to an NHL game. And like, like you said, like you lose a lot of potential talent because you can't get these young kids and young families into the doors. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting where they go from here. Canada, I think yeah, it's just, especially, you know, it's just the most expensive teams in the league are probably what, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah, sounds about right. It's a it's a hard sell, right? Especially when you look at Toronto. What two hundred fifty bucks gets you? What kind of seat does it get you? Upper bowl. <laughs> does that mean you're paying for uh, the next time we get to watch Leafs versus the Kings in uh, Toronto? Is that are you offering to pay? I just need a non-refundable deposit of about the same price of the tickets. Well, we'll see about that. I, I feel like, you know, we, we should definitely uh, go to a game as long as uh, we, we find a place that's affordable. Maybe we'll have to go to the U.S. to uh, find out. And with that, let's start the show proper, shall we? You're listening to the Bag of Pucks podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. And we are back. And uh, as you may have clued in on our t- uh, title for this pod, um, this is a very special pod. This is our 200th episode, if we count it correctly. 
Um, yeah, I don't believe, I don't think we ever thought we would hit 200. Um, but, you know, I think we need to get like our core parts of our episode, like core part of our podcast. I mean, like this is an episode that we have to kind of reflect and kind of use all the best parts of all our episodes. So are you ready, Alston, for our number one most common thing on our podcast? You know, if it wasn't for all the editing and digging we'd have to find, I thought we would have done a clip episode. Uh, yeah, but uh, me and you do not have, or Anson, have that time to go through every single episode and find sound bites of a whole bunch of things that we ever got wrong. Maybe we should do that for the summer. Like, I I mean, I don't know what episode that would be, but, like, you know, if there's ever, like, the summer where we have our, like, month off, maybe that would be the month where we go through all the episodes but granted that'll be 200 plus episodes and i think we would rather enjoy our summer and take the time off and spend time with family and friends than try to find sound bites for our from our episodes but the key to all our podcasts has always been trivia and i felt like we should surround ourselves with the number 200 because it is episode 200 so we have one contestant today it is uh mr also lee and uh, yeah, this is going to kind of be the base of our episode. Are you ready, Olsen? No, I hate it. Well, the entire podcast isn't just, you know, trivia. It, it just kind of helps us lead us throughout this entire episode. So, you know, let's, let's just be very simple. Which active NHL player is about to hit 200 career goals? I will give you three clues. He is a high draft pick. He uh, once played for the Winnipeg Jets, and he recently changed positions. Who is this active player that's about to hit 200 goals? Former high draft pick, former Jet, changed positions, right? Yep. I'm going to go with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, No, no, not Pierre-Luc Dubois. Pierre-Luc Dubois has, I don't know how many goals he has. Let me see. I think he has less than 200. Yeah, or probably he's does. not close. He has... Do, 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 do. He has 130 goals. Yeah. 200. Almost 200. Okay, for the next ones, can I get, like, three choices to choose from? Uh, fine. Uh, uh, do you want three? I think this one's... This one should be fairly easy, though. I feel like... Like a high draft pick recently, like once played for the Winnipeg Jets and recently changed positions. Like there's not many players that are. That so long. so this player wasn't drafted by the Jets. What I'm hearing. He he played for the Jets. He Wait. could have been drafted by the Jets, or he might have been somewhere first and went to the Jets and then switched to another team. Oh um oh actually maybe yes um Patrick Liney. Yes, Patrick Laine, currently, at the time of our recording, has 199 goals. Probably by the time the episode comes up, he does hit 200, so that kind of fits with our podcast. Maybe he might be 201, but yes, Patrick Laine is uh, you know, very close to 200 career goals. And that kind of leads us to the Blue Jackets, who, I don't know, I was kind of, it was kind of interesting when we heard that they were going to test out Laine playing center. Um I guess the reviews are kind of mixed right now. I don't know if you've seen much of Line A at center, but what are your thoughts on that? How much of it is that a necessity? Well, like to me, like I look at like the Blue Jackets, right? And like, yes, you know, you know, they're not, you know, deep at center. 
I guess they're kind of protecting guys that they think are going to be centers for them in the future. But it's it's kind of like, I don't know, is it worth ruining, or not ruining, but like making a guy that you think is probably part of your long-term core, forcing him to play a position that he's not familiar with? Like, Well, they're in win-now mode, it's... though, are they not? Well, their win-now win now mode is not really everyone else's. It's kind of like what they think they're... Like, if you look at this roster, is this a playoff roster? My guess is no. It's a bubble for team. Some re- Sorry? It's a bubble team, I'll go with. Yeah, and I think they think highly of themselves when I think us looking from the outside, we don't see them as that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like I, I look at this team, I'm just not... Like, their center depth just isn't great. And I, I get they don't want to throw in guys like Fentilli right into playing center, right? Like, I mean, he play, I think he played center with the Wolverines, but, you know, it's different going from NCAA to, you know, playing in the NHL. And you even saw that during the World Juniors where he played left wing um, even against guys his age, right? So, like, I, I get it. But, like, really was Line the guy that you wanted if you had to try playing at center? Why not? Like, I don't know who else you would move to center on that team. Well, I just kind of thought, like, for a guy that's not, you know, particularly, like, sound on the defensive end, or, like, he's not really a play driver, right? Like, he's a guy, you know, he's got a great shot, he gets the shot off great, and, you know, he, he knows where to be on the ice on the offensive side. But, you know, this is a guy you're... I mean, maybe he played center as a kid, but this guy grew up being a winger, right? Like, it, I get, you know, NHL players are good. It's not hard to, super hard to switch positions. But, you know, as a center, you're you're maybe bringing the puck out. You're got defensive responsibilities. You're the first man, like, first forward back. Like, this doesn't seem like line it, right? Like, it, I don't know. Like, I, I just wonder how long is this experiment going to last? And, like, to me, it just doesn't seem successful. Don't you find the Blue Jackets is just a really weird team overall? Yeah, like, I mean, all the moves they made in the summer to bring in all these guys on defense, like bringing in Pro-Roth, bringing Severson, like, I mean, Gabranson from the year before, like, I, 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 it's just a weird team. Like, Roslevic's playing fourth line now, like, I, I don't know what to make of this team. It, it seems like a mishmash of players like they've got young players they've got some slightly older players and you know they're all kind of like in a good age where they should be good but they're just not a good team all right let's move on to the next tri- trivia question okay then um our next question which active player is about to have 200 career assists um instead of clues you just want like three options right uh yeah. All right. Um, I did not prepare for that, but I'll go first off. Would be Shay Theodore. Number two, Charlie McAvoy. And number three, Zach Wawrinski. I don't think it's Wawrinski. So it's either Marner or what's the other one? McAvoy or Theodore. Theodore. I heard, I heard Marner. Uh, I was like, no way, it's Marner. There's your answer. So I don't think it's Wawrinski. Um, I don't think... I think McAvoy has more than 200. I'm going to go with... Sh- Actually, no. I think Shea Theodore has more than 200. I'm going to go with McAvoy. So, um, I can let you know right now that Charlie McAvoy has 
see, I did not prepare to make three options. He has 191 assists. But uh, our friend Shea Theodore has, at the moment of this recording, has 199 assists. So it's just about to hit 200. Probably will hit it um, come uh, the release of this pod. So I guess you're one for one right now, or one for two also. You know what? I would say I was pretty close. You know, 191 is pretty close to 200 in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, no, fair enough. Actually, how much does Wawrinski have? I I feel like Wawrinski has, like, he's not that I want to say off. he has 175. Zach Wawrinski has... Revealing time. He has 166. He actually has the least out of all three. Yeah, I I, I, I thought that was pretty good. I said Theodore was over 199. So, and then Wawrinski is way below. So, actually, I think the listing's pretty right. Pretty close. Yeah. Well, the reason I wanted to bring up Shea Theodore was to bring up your least favorite team, the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I think, are they off to like the best start ever from a reigning? Like, you don't see a Stanley Cup hangover from them at all right now. Like, they are, what, 4-0, I think? And they look like they just haven't missed a beat since winning the Stanley Cup last year. No, they're the worst team ever. I don't know what you're talking about. I hate the team. Like, I, I mean, as much flack that we give them for, you know, being, like, terrible to people and just trading, like, whatever makes this team win, you know, they're willing to, like, break bonds and everything. But realistically, is that not how you should be running a professional sports team? Like, if you're all about winning, you should be willing to do what it takes. And, I mean, Vegas right now seems to have figured that out and they're willing to you know do what it takes to win and i mean like this team like top to bottom not a bad team like i think again the one thing with vegas and it's always been that thing is if someone gets injured you know there's not really a next man up that can really you know take that next place right like they aren't very deep so i don't know this vegas team they look like they could repeat. Maybe is is this could this be the first time a team repeats in since the Pittsburgh Penguins? No, because they're gonna lose the remainder of the games. Well, I mean, currently they're up two one against the Jets, and and I get like they play. Would you maybe in the weakest division in the NHL? Like they've they've got two teams that are clearly you know tanking, and I, I would say you've kind of. Like Edmonton's their strongest competitor, but after that, there's a lot of good, but not a great teams, maybe like or like a lot of teams that have like a question mark, right? Vegas and Edmonton seem to be the cream of the crop, so like they they should get like a high seeding, and like maybe that benefits them in the playoffs. But I don't know, like this team. Like the more I look at it, it seems like it's already gonna be a playoff team and like who knows what they're gonna do for the trade deadline but i don't know it's a, it's a very strong team and maybe like the kings i know you you know being a kings fan you feel like they're gonna beat the vegas golden knights but like you look top to bottom are the kings better than vegas golden knights i would say okay probably not but i'm gonna believe in them okay in the kings i trust Fair enough. I mean, the Kings, they're, they're 
start, have they started off well this season, or are they still a big question mark in net still? We 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 don't talk about what goes on in net. I mean, you're like you know, Cam Talbot's not doing too bad. It's just uh, Phoenix Copley and his seven thirty seven save percentage is uh, not looking so hot. But you know, I, I do think the Kings they they're closer to the top of like I I would say like if you're looking at the top three in the Pacific, it's probably like Edmonton, Vegas, and LA in some sort of order. Like, I do believe, like, you know, your team is, has less question marks than teams like Calgary and Seattle and uh, Vancouver. So I I will give you that. All right. What's the next question? Let's just keep going. So I honestly thought we would take more for each thing. So um, I actually don't have too many questions left. Uh, I I do have uh, one question here prepared. Which active player is about to hit 200 career points? What's my three options? Your three options are Noel Achari of the Pittsburgh Penguins, Matt Nieto of the Pittsburgh Penguins, or Ryan Graves of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to go with Nieto because for some reason I feel like one of the trivia questions before has been Nieto, and it was Nieto, and I've been burned by that. Yes, as, as you clearly remember, Nieto was one of the players that you screwed up in the Who He Played For episode a couple weeks back. And But this time, you got him right. You were two for three. Matt Nieto currently has uh, 199 points. Um, and he might hit 200 by the end of this weekend. But I, this is the one where I'm thinking, you know, by the time this episode comes up, maybe Matt Nieto doesn't have 200 points. I want you to pull up the Pittsburgh Penguins depth chart on Cap Friendly there, Olsen. And I want you to look at the point totals and the time on ice for their forward and defense group. Okay. Do you have that pulled up? Um, Pittsburgh. Okay. Depth charts, you said? Yeah. Time on ice. Uh, why does their fourth line play more than their third line? And their defense... I understand why, but they play two line, two pairings. Well, even looking at the time of ice of their top six compared to their bottom six, there is a significant difference in how much time their teams play. And like you said, like or for those who aren't able to pull up on cap friendly, um, in particular the defense, their top four, um, their fourth uh, most played defenseman is already playing twenty minutes a game, and that's Marcus Pedersen. And their bottom pairing is playing just averaging under 12 minutes a game. And then if you look at their forward group, their top two lines um, are playing over 15 minutes a night. And then their bottom six, maybe they average up playing maybe 10 to 12 minutes a game. So, I mean, I did tell you, look at time of ice, but then I want you to look at the points of their top six versus their bottom six and their top four versus their bottom two. What do you see? There's just a lot of like disconnect. Like, I don't know why they're doing this. Do you see the fact that um, the bottom six forward group for Pittsburgh has one point? Well, well, there you go. That's probably why. That's early and... in the season. I, I'll give you that, but still. Do you know how Lars Eller got that point? Uh, I actually don't. How do you get the point? He came out of the box after his team killed the penalty, passed it up to Latang, and then Latang scored it off deflection off Brian Rust. 
that he w- wasn't even playing with his bottom six linemates. He just got out of the box, just happened to get the puck, bring it up the uh, up the ice, and led to a scoring chance. So it wasn't like it was like a, a true five on five goal with, you know, a, like a bottom six line. It was literally he was playing with Brian Russ and Riley Smith off a of penalty kill. Okay, but to be fair though, like. This team is very top heavy. We didn't think we didn't think it'd be this top heavy. Don't get me wrong, but we knew this would be a very top heavy team. I think we did, but like I thought, like a lot of the moves Dubis made in the summer, you know, bringing in a Lars Eller, bringing in like a Noel Chart, like guys who, you know, are you know mainly known for their defensive uh, abilities, but we have to think you know could contribute offensively still. Like, but the fact that they have zero. And the fact that Mike Sullivan is making it such like there's such a disparity between their top six and their bottom six, their top two defensive pairs and their bottom six defense, uh, bottom defensive pair. Like, I don't, I didn't think we would see that much of a difference. You know, you bring up a good point. Like they signed up these players to be more like defensive, right? They're known for their defense. Jeff Carter is the only person who doesn't have a negative plus minus. I know negative plus minus, like plus minus is a flawed stat in many ways, but it's, it's the easier way to read it, right? The only player who isn't a plus minus is their fourth line right winger, and that's because he's a zero. <laughs> there are top six and there are top four, all plus. You can see there's a huge difference between the two. Well, I mean, the key to to have a positive plus minus is to, or to even have an even plus minus is that you need to put up some points at even strength, right? And the fact that no one on the bomb six has even been on the ice for a goal is a little bit scary. Like, like I, I haven't watched many Pittsburgh games, but it almost seems to me like the top two lines are always on the ice with one of the top two defensive pairings. And then defensively, like, they they try to figure something out like they probably have their fourth line with their third defensive pairing or or like it just seems to me like we ha- we haven't seen this much disparity between the top half and your bottom half of the line lineup in such a long time like I I could remember like the, I would say like Colorado was probably like a team that was similar right like they had a clear top six their bottom six wasn't great um and they had you know probably a stronger top six, like, overall defensive group than, you know, Pittsburgh. But, like, I get, like you said, we're only four games into the season. But, like, a team can't last like this for the entire season, like, playing their start top, like, their start players this much time on the ice. And, you know, I'm especially curious because this we all know this is the oldest team in the league, right? Can this team handle playing just their top two older lines for the entire season? Or at what point do they just, like, fall apart? Yeah, and I think that's going to be the key. I think, like, at some point, they're going to have to dial it back a little bit. And I, I feel like that will come with, like, injuries where they're going to be like, okay, you know, one of our guys in the top six is injured. We need to kind of spread out the offense a little bit. Maybe we have to go, like, three lines deep. Like, So maybe you consider, okay, do I put a Ricard Raquel at center? Or do I move one of like Raquel or Smith down to the third line to even it out and, you know, put a person to be determined as a space filler on one of the lines with Malkin and Crosby. Like, I think 
it's not going to last forever, but it, it's a worrying trend to see at the start of the season that a team like Pittsburgh, one of the oldest teams in the NHL, having to, you know, make their older guys play this much. I mean, yeah, this is this is a team that is very obvious. They know their windows closed as one last push. This is the team, the team you would know this is the last, the last hurrah for them. Yeah, but I do I do see like the Eric Carlson addition is definitely helping Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, Russ, all their uh, point totals. Uh, I feel like they're going to skyrocket this season. I think we're going to see some potential career years over in Pittsburgh. I mean, I'm not sure about that one. No, you don't think Carlson's? I don't think so, man. I think there's a team that it's the last hurrah. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, like, just for this season, like, they're going to put up points. Whether they go far in the playoffs, I don't know. But I, I'm saying, like, just in terms of, like, how many, like, individual points they're going to put up. It's uh, I, I see some big numbers coming there, coming from Pittsburgh. I don't know. Like, this team and and the Capitals, right? These are the two where you're just like, ah, you're really pushing it this year. Yeah, I mean, again, the two oldest squads in the NHL right now. I mean, with Washington, like, I think their their main goal is just to try to get Ovechkin to surpass Crosby. But, uh, like, that team, too, is kind of, like, they're also kind of on the fringes. And, like, you really don't know what you're going to expect from that team either. Like, I, I think Pittsburgh is a bit better than Washington. And uh, the, the problem with Washington, though, is, like, it seems like they can't figure out their goaltending right now. It's, like, a basically a C back there. And it's not looking great back there. Yeah, you're right. This team is just trying to trying to get them goals. Does it does it cheapen the record for you that they're trying to push it to, for them to get goals? Not not really. Like, I I don't think this is the cheapest way. Like, I I I think I've I've seen worse ways of people trying to break records. So I, I'm okay with them giving like Ovechkin the time on ice and, you know, giving him the opportunities to score because like he'll, he'll get, he'll take them and he will score. Like, it's not like you're putting me or you there on the left face, like face off uh, thought and just missing shots every single time. Right. Like he will get them in. It's just that um, maybe they aren't setting up the team overall in terms of cap picture or being able to contend, like contend like, consistently. I think that's probably what's being, Threatened right now. All right, let's keep going. I didn't have any more questions. I thought we would talk more with about each topic, but uh, you know that that's fine with me because I know you hate trivia. But I know the next part that is always a a common part of our every podcast episode is uh well not with every episode, but every year we have to do pack openings because uh, we are unofficially not sponsored by uh, Tim Hortons for some reason. And uh, we love to buy hockey cards from them for some reason. So, did you bring or did you buy some hockey cards for uh, this episode, Olsen? I did. And do you have them with you? I did. I also opened them. I'm not going to lie. Oh, see, I I had saved, I had tried so hard to save six packs of hockey cards and not touch them because I wanted to open them for this episode. And you, you shit, you shit head. We're opening them up. Um, how many packs did you have open? I only bought one pack, and I already opened it. Okay, so that means I only get to open one of my packs then, because you only opened one, I guess. Would you like to go over your players first before I open my pack, or do we want to go alternating between player by player? Let's alternate. 
And I'm going to guess we're just going to try to guess each other's cards then. All right, let's do it. All right, you can start first because I haven't even opened my pack yet. All right, I'm going to give you one thing and you're going to know exactly who he is. What is that one thing? He's Swiss. Roman Yossi? There you go. That was so easy, Jeffrey. I got a nice Roman Yossi card. See, at one point I was thinking, um, what's his face? Nino Niederreiter? And I was like, wait. No, does he, Nino uh, Niederreiter even have a card? I don't think he has a card. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, like, I know Niederreiter is like, he's well known enough. Like, I remember back in the day when he was like a star at the World Juniors and everyone thought he was going to be the next big thing. And then he went to the Islanders and then we all forgot about him. Like, I, I mean, he's a good player. He's still, you know, I think he's an NHL caliber player, but um, he never reached the heights that I think a lot of people thought he would hit. Okay, in his defense, I think, like, NHL points by Swiss players, he's number three. Like, he, like he, he's still, you know, it's respectable. Yeah, but wasn't he, like... A seventh overall pick or a fifth, or, like he was a high, high pick. Like yes, he was, like he, he was a fifth overall pick. But I would say the I think the best comparisons usually are about like the next five players drafted after you, right? Because usually, especially in the high picks, you know, it's like oh, these are the players that like they were most likely. If it wasn't for let's say Neil right, it would have been these next players, right? Is that is that a fair comparison? Yeah. Because I okay yeah we obviously would then look oh like what was the team needs but like that you know this was years ago it's, it's, I don't have the time to do that but the next five picks were Nino so they're Nino Niederreiter then Brett Connolly Jeff Skinner Alex Burmistrov Mikhail Granlund Dylan McElrath yes you would probably rather have Jeff Skinner but if you asked maybe two three years ago you'd be like yeah I don't know the contract. Mikhail Granlin, fine, but like, there's it wasn't the worst pick in the world. Seeing where he was drafted, can we just say how awful that top ten of that draft was? Then maybe like Alex Bermishov at eight, Dylan McIlrath at ten, like bad picks. Brett Connolly even. Uh, like they were. It's not terrible. <laughs> Sagan and Hall panned out, I'd say. Yeah, but I feel like, like I feel, I mean, if I remember that draft, like there were good players. It's just that the top ten, <laughs> there was a lot of mistakes. I would say, like I think if you look at like between like ten and fifteen, probably better players than six to ten. Ten to fifteen versus six to ten, or, or eleven to fifteen. Okay, 11 to 15, 6 to 10. Okay, yeah, probably. <laughs> Who was 11 to 15? 11 Jack Campbell, Cam Fowler, Brendan Gormley, Gene Schwartz, and Derek Forbert. If you include 16, I know you, yeah, I know this kind of ruins it a little bit, but 16 was Vladi Tarasenko. Yeah, I, I, I would probably say, I mean, Brendan Gormley was kind of like a, he he just got injured too much in with the Coyotes, but I I remember that draft because I think everyone thought Cam Fowler was going to go three, because I think him and Hall both played for the Spitfire that year, but somehow Fowler fell from three all the way to twelve, 
and I think he's still probably the best defenseman from that draft. Still, like, I don't, that that was a big drop when I remember hearing the draft. I was like, holy smokes, how did he drop that far? But I think the Anaheim is very happy to have him. Speaking of, uh, my first card is an Anaheim Duck, Trevor Zegers. You know, I hate Zegers, and I I'm a huge proponent of Zegers ending up being a winger. And no, it's not Zegers. Why, why do you hate Zegers? I think he's overrated. Like everyone's like, oh, he's like an all star level caliber player. Uh, excuse he's... me, he's a Hall of Famer. That's what he is. <laughs> See, this is why we need clips of all our episodes for stupid things we say like that. What stupid things? I don't know what you're talking about. I know a Hall of Famer when I see one. Anyway, it's not Zegris. Um, He is a rookie. Uh, Leo Carlson as a card? Sorry, I mean, last year he was a rookie. <laughs> okay. Last year was a rookie. Jamie Drysdale? No, I don't think he was a rookie last year, was he? I don't know. I need another hit. What position? He plays center. I, I know for sure this is someone I know. It's just I can't think of him on top of my head. I know I know this person. He is the, one of the true top six centers. You know, Leo Carlson and this guy are going to be the centers for the Anaheim Ducks for the foreseeable oh, um, future. Oh, um, 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 what's his name? Plays for, he played for Canada. Um, yes. McTavish. Yes, Mason McTavish is the card number thirty-seven. Is, See, uh, my totally first card. knew that. Um, my second card is a Philadelphia Flyer. Um, Travis Konechny. Yes, sir. I just need to tell you the team, Nico. Well, I mean, again, with the Flyers, who are you going to pick? Like to make a card from, right? Like, are you going to make a card a Hart card or a Travis Sanheim card? Like. There's not many options, so I feel like you have to go connecting. All right. I mean, right. okay. I think one team that doesn't get enough notice, just because it's not that old, but would you not put the Flyers in that group too? Like teams that we don't pay attention to? Oh, sorry, Flyers and the Pitcher Penguins and Capitals, kind of like the, what the heck are like last hurrah, but really shouldn't be a last hurrah. Well, the Flyers are rebuilding, and I, I kind of get with Pittsburgh and Washington. Like, when you have two generational talents like Crosby and Ovechkin, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, like, while you're still with the team and signed with our team, we're going to go rebuild. Like, I think you need to do your best each and every single season to compete. So, I, I kind of get it. Okay. Because Carter Hart's gone, right? We never talked about it. But I feel like that World Junior thing is still looming over everyone's head. And I think until we hear anything about it, like I think it's hard to know what's going to happen with Carter Hart. Yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, he would probably get you a decent trade value. Like, he is a young goalie. He has a lot of promise. But until he shows more consistency at the NHL level, it's hard to say, you know, where he could potentially go. Mm-hmm. All right, I will give you the team of my next player, New Jersey Devils. Jack Hughes. No. Is it also a Swiss boy? No. No. A New Jersey Devil. It's not Jack Hughes. It's not Nico Heischer. 
Is it perhaps a defenseman? He may be a defenseman. Is he? Does he have a brother that formerly played in the NHL? Yes, he did. Does he? Is uh, he share the same last name as a city in Ontario by any chance? Uh, yes, he does. Is it Dougie, the museum man himself, Hamilton? Yes, six foot six Dougie Hamilton from Toronto, Ontario is uh, my next card. Um, I feel like a guy that I, I don't know. I don't know what his role is going to be with the Devils anymore. With like Luke Hughes there now, like I feel like he's kind of relegated to be kind of like an all situations guy, but he's not really an all situations guy. Like I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Dougie Hamilton. I think he's still like a good defenseman but i feel like he's going to be in like that jacob trooper role where he's he's not the first your best offensive guy he's not your best defensive guy but he's just going to be there to soak in minutes for the devils it's kind of weird you're like relegating to a relegated to a uh all-around guy right like you usually have to earn your way to be an all-around guy well i mean like as like like he's no longer like a number one defenseman i would say for the devils right like in my, in my books, a number one defenseman is the first guy you put out on the power play, the first guy you put out when you need a goal or you need to prevent a goal, your your shutdown defenseman. Like, I, I don't think he has that role with the Devils anymore with Luke Hughes in there now. So, I don't know. That's just, that's just my perspective. And, and, like, I think the Devils really trust Luke Hughes. Like, the fact that they're, you know, first season, put him straight on the top power play with, you know, a really good power play unit. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, I think it's 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 a lot of trust in the guy and you know, I mean Doug Hamilton, I think he's still gonna be fine, like probably like five on five, he'll put up a ton of points, but um you know, I, I think he's just gonna be I guess, yeah, quote unquote relegated to an all all situations guy now. Well but not like a true all situations guy. I think there's value for him to also be a you know, a mentor. To the young guys on this team? Why? He's going to take them all to the museums? I mean, museums are a pretty great place. Does New Jersey have anything to do? What do you mean, does New Jersey have anything? I'm sure there's museums. You can take a quick ride to... Take a quick ride to uh, to New York if you need more museums. All I'm saying that I don't know if Dougie Hamilton is the guy that you want to take the young guys out for the night or something like... Uh, I, I don't know if the young kids would like to go to the museum. I, Yo, I, mean, I love the museum. Go away. I know. Me and you, we love museums, but I don't know the Jack Hughes and the Luke Hughes of the world and the Dawson Bursers of the world are going to be as enthusiastic about museums as we are. <laughs> That's fair. Remember, they are younger than us. That I, I don't want to hear that, man. All right, what is your uh, special card in your pack? What's your uh, uh, clue? My special card is a superstar showcase, and he is a player on... How do I put this? Hmm, what's the easiest way? He is a former number one overall pick. My first guess would have to be uh, Nathan McKinnon. It is not. Okay, maybe... Because tell you the team, you're going to know exactly what it is, right? Um, I would say he hasn't played a game this season yet. That will probably help. Of 
first overall pick that hasn't played an NHL game this season. He's very good when he plays. Why? You said first overall pick, right? Number one pick. Taylor Hall's played. I don't know. Why am I blanking on this? Like, I should know this guy, right? Yes. I'm going to tell you how many games he's played the last couple of seasons. Okay. Last year, he played 71 games. Uh, previously 61, 35, 67, then two straight seasons of 82. Oh, why, why don't I know this? It's not the news. Is this Austin Matthews? No, Austin Matthews plays this season. He had to on his first game of the year. Oh, yeah. Honestly, maybe it's late tonight. I can't think. Who is this player? Hmm. What is another way I can tell you exactly who he is? Without telling you exactly who he is. He has an A on his jersey. Um, he has a... He has won a... Sorry, I gotta look this up right now. He is a All-Star. Multi-time All-Star. Uh, won the Calder. Um, World Championship Gold Medalist. Signed to... He is on his... He's going to be a UFA next year at 29 years old. That's, and he's currently on the long-term injured reserve. What? 29. Think of that first. The last player you put in was the Nuge, oh. who is how old? Right? Nugent 30? Hopkins is 30. No, holy crap. Nugent Hopkins is 30? I'm kidding. <laughs> I was reason I thought he was like 27 or something like that. So this was the year before. Well, okay, Nuge is 30, so it's the year after Nuge. He's a defenseman. He's a a defenseman. There you go. I should give it away for you. Ekblad? There you go. Oh, my goodness. I am uh, not doing so well with uh, (laughs) this little late-night recording. (laughs) If I said something like Florida, you'd be like, oh, yeah, Ekblad. I was like, I can't be that obvious. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Yeah, I forgot he's uh, I forgot he was the first overall pick. Yeah, you know, right? Because he hasn't he hasn't always been the healthiest, so he struggles a little bit. And as we learned from last podcast too, everyone we forgot plays in Florida right now. So, <laughs> oh my goodness. Anywho, um, to save my embarrassment, I'm gonna screw you over just like <laughs> this uh, defenseman. He is uh, six foot six, and he's from Toronto. Like, he was born in Toronto. Oh, he was born in Toronto? And he has a brother that played in the NHL. Six foot six defenseman. This is a hockey triumphs card. That doesn't tell me anything. Um, Defenseman. What team does he play for? If I give you the team, it's too obvious. But I will let you know, he reached the 400-point plateau on December 30th, 2022. Oh. When he supplied an assist... For his team over to host Pittsburgh Penguins, he also scored a goal in that contest. Defenseman, 400 points. So he's been around the block. You can say that. Six foot six. So he's a larger defenseman. Okay. <laughs> I'm only saying this name because I don't know where he's from, but I know he's tall as an NHL brother. Is it Dougie Hamilton? Yes, it is. It is Dougie Hamilton. Yes. Let's go. Wait, so did you do Dougie Hamilton? Yeah, one's a hockey triumph and one's a regular card. 
I didn't know. I have no clue where Dougie Hamilton's from, but I was like, I don't know, man. That sounds like Dougie Hamilton to so me. I told you on the lot. I told you earlier that he was from Toronto. Do you think I pay attention eighty percent of the time? No, you pay attention <laughs> about twenty five percent of the time. Yeah. Anywho, that's my uh, one pack, and uh, I guess this. I guess if we're not opening packs next week, does this? Am I? Do I have permission to open my own five packs on my own time then? Yeah, I, you don't need to ask for permission. I from saved me. them for the pod, and you decided to open them. I wasn't gonna bring six packs. With well, me. I, I only bought two packs, and the other four I got from my uh, coworkers. So, uh, I probably could have opened four, but you know, whatever. I mean, sure, open one more pack. Uh, I will do this for one more pack. Okay, one more pack. I'm gonna open this. You can hear the nice. Oh shoot, I don't want to rip it open. Some nice ASMR. Uh, no. What you're hearing right now is, uh, I don't have a pair of scissors, so I'm using my nail clippers to uh, open the pack. Alrighty, here. Let's see what we got here. Oh, I can't get them out of the pack. Alright, first card. He has a famous sister. Jamie Alexiak. No. You are on the right track. His sister is an Olympian. Oh, dang it. That's the only one I know. Uh, I don't know. I would I say know. his sister is more famous than he is. More famous than he is. And you tell me it's not Jamie Alexiak? No. And I. Oh, um, okay. Is it a defenseman? Yes. Is it a defenseman that happens to play in Edmonton? Yes. Is it Darnell Nurse? Yes, it is Darnell Nurse. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. This is a guy that has lifted the cup before. And oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. More than this that. is the guy. This is a guy, you know, who shook Gary Bettman's hand and took the cup from him and raised it up for his entire fan base to cheer for. Can you tell me forward or defense? Uh, a forward. Over 30 or under 30? He is over 30. Is it Crosby? No. Uh, I don't need more than that then. He was born in Winnipeg. Oh, Jonathan Taves. No. No. Again, this is a base card, so I think about players that deserve base cards, not Jamie Oleksiak. Okay, I think Taves, Crosby. Who else is born in Winnipeg? Oh, I'm stumped for this one. This is exactly how I felt when I messed up on Eric Blood. First of all, man, that brought it down to like five people. Um... I'm telling you, it's a captain of a guy that's won a Stanley Cup. Like, that's also five people. From Winnipeg. It's not Jonathan Taves. It's not Crosby. East or West? West. West. Uh... I'm completely stumped on this one. Oh! Ford, you said, right? Yes. Uh, does he... Does he play for my arch rivals? Yes, he does. Is it Mark Stone? Yes, Mark Stone. 
got to take the cup from Gary Pittman this past summer and raise it for all of Vegas to see. There you go. All right. So one more to go? Yes, one more. This is a... Uh, I don't know what type of card this is. It doesn't really say... You know what? It's called a Net Keepers card. Okay. So I'm going to go with... It's a goalie card? Yeah. Um, okay. We talk shit about his team this uh, podcast. We talk shit about a lot of teams. <laughs> Sorry, we talk a lot of shit about him and his partner. Him and his partner? His goalie like goal partner. partner? Huh? <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I didn't talk shit about anyone's life. His goalie like, partner. We talked life about. partner. <laughs> um, talk about shit about him. Him and his backup. Partner. We talk shit about it. His backup? We talk shit about backups? Oh. Hey. <laughs> hey. Um, is he the starter or is he a backup? Do you think the backup has a card? I don't know. Did this did this starter, I guess, formerly play for the Edmonton Oilers? No. Oh. I was like, is it Cam Talbot? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that rude to you. Um... What other goalie tandem did we... Or what other goalie... Or what team with bad goalies that we talk about or talk shit about today? Bad goalies. Talk about Venus Darter. We we never uh, said his name directly. Oh. And he's a starter. Yes. Is it Jari? No. Okay, I need another hint. Um, let's read the back of his card. He made 38 saves to lead the, his home team to a 1-0 victory over the Blue Jackets on January 8, 2023. <laughs> that tells me nothing. Hey, it's on the back of his card. Um, uh, did he win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, he won a Stanley Cup. He's a Stanley Cup winner. <laughs> it's not Bennington. because he. <laughs> um, not Jari... And... Okay, how many teams did we talk about this episode? A lot of teams, dude. Is it? Oh no, it's not. We win a cup. I'm like, who's the who's the goalie for the Devils? I'm like, no, it's not. Is it? No, he didn't win a cup either. We we said that this team needs to figure out their goaltending. Oh, we straight up said that, eh? Or something to that, like like I'm paraphrasing. Oh. East or west? East. East. East or west? Um, to Toronto? When did we talk about Toronto? Yeah, I, I have no clue at this point. And it's not Jari. I have no clue. Um, I don't know if I have any other hits. Okay, can you tell me the fourth line right winger on their team? Oh, yes, I can do that. I think that's pretty fair. It's going to be like a random player none of us have heard of. Uh, I feel like you probably would have heard of this player, though. But I will let you know. Fourth line right winger. <laughs> Anthony Mantha. Oh. Who's the goalie of the Capitals? He's a Stanley Cup winner. You, Your friend would be really mad at the fact that you don't remember his name. I'm really mad that I don't remember his name. Our mutual friend. 
Oh, is it the Clumper? Yes, it is Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper? Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know. He, I blanked out. When did he sign with uh, Washington? Right after he won the cup. You know, Kemper's one of those goals you just forget is is, is playing. <laughs> I remember he played for Minnesota. He was a king. He was a king at one point. Yeah, he played for Arizona. And then he played for the Kings. And I think he went to Colorado and then Washington. But I feel like he's probably played for five teams in between that somehow. He's definitely one of the players who's like, oh yeah, he was like a guy. <laughs> but now he is the guy in Washington somehow. Yes, he is the guy. Anyway, that is our episode. Because we had to include something about pack openings. We had to have trivia. Um, we didn't do geography or geo, but because I think trivia no. is enough for us. And uh, I didn't want to kill Olsen on our 200th episode. So we were. I was nice today. Holy crap, we made it 200. Eh? I know, couldn't believe it. What are your... Never thought we'd get here. Well, I think we said that at 100 too, so... <laughs> well, yeah, it's still the same thing. Yeah. Anyway, what are your final thoughts for our 200th episode? Holy crap, we made it 200. And I'm going to say the exact same thing when we make it a 300. Honestly, I took the words right from my mouth. And with that, we will talk to you guys in uh, two weeks' time. Bye! Thanks for listening to the Bank Fucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You want to complain about us? You can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.